rich white cunts yep. in America yep. who are like, oh, I know, like, I didn't vote for Trump and I think he's an evil man, but, but I maybe just, just don't be mean. I hope like, he fucking I hope he shits his lungs. I hope his lungs fall out of his arsehole. I hope him and Melania just or whatever her name is. Just out of his arsehole. I, honest to God, I hope he dies screaming. Roaring. Yeah. And give a fuck. Be the bigger person. Be the Fuck you. He's yeah. got babies locked up in cages just, in fucking Mexico. Yeah. Suck a... Suck my dick. I was like... You, Rachel Maddow put up one. Rachel Maddow. Rachel Maddow. Rachel Maddow. Rachel Maddow. Rachel Maddow. But it's like the new, the people working in journalists and news people are trying to be like. Better now? Better. Fuck you. Rachel Maddow. He would dissolve your wedding and he probably will from your wife in about four years time. Yeah. So maybe stop being chummy chummy with a fucking like, racist psychopath I just couldn't understand and his racist it. psychopath family and all like oh, the amount of like the amount of people they're after putting in danger for what they did yes and he knew before the he debate knew. he knew before the and debate and put everybody in danger and does not care and then that cunt of a daughter his is on Twitter being like he's just thinking of the American people relentless I'm like see you you turtle looking bitch yeah. I can't stand her yeah that's a good description she, she does look like a turtle she looks like a fucking snapper turtle I can't stand her the whole thing is a mess. The whole thing is a fucking mess. The Proud Boys thing? The Proud Boys thing? Do you know? A lot of people don't know this. Do you know why I hate Vice, the channel? Is is there something to do with that guy? The lead leader of the Proud Boys owns Vice. The, the guy is with his the mustache. McAllister. I can't remember. It's got a weird name. The guy with the mustache. Yeah, he's the owner of Vice. He owns Vice. He owns Vice. Yep. People are like, why don't you like Vice? I'm like, well, the guy who owns it is a Nazi. An absolute so... Nazi. I didn't know. Did you see what they're doing on Twitter? Oh yeah, all the LGBTQ guys came out and and stole the hashtag. Because that's what needs to happen. Because they're just, but they're Nazis. Nazis. They're Nazis. Nazis. That's all they are. And Joe Rogan is like, do you know what? I know he's problematic, but he's a fun guy. I've had fun with him. It's like he's a race, and he's inciting violence. Violence. Joe Rogan's another potato-looking cunt. So fuck him too. I I think he's grand. Get out. Get out of my room. Fuck Do you know what I'm going to say? What? Listen, I like him. I like him. <laughs> he has some ideas. He's just... He's trying his best. Um, anyway, America, we're sorry that you have to put up with all this yeah, garbage. Yeah, no, it's so hard. And I, I would just... It's so hard to watch from like, afar. When you think about it, when we're waking up every day seeing this and we're like rubbing our temples, can you imagine living in that country and waking I don't know up how they're doing. every single day? And Riz you, Ahmed... Ahmed? Ahmed? Yeah, Riz Ahmed. Was on Graham Norton this week. Oh, yeah? Um, and he's in LA... And he was saying that, like, he's been there since, I think, just after the outbreak. Yeah. Um, and he said <clears> that <throat> it's just, like, the most intense place he's ever been at the moment. And he's in L.A. Like, it's just... He says it's, like, really just on it. He says it's just on a whole other level of, like... they're waking up every day, every single day, to more absolute fuckery. Like, yeah. every day is, is a, it feels like a 10-year span. Yeah, it's crazy. And we're not even there. Like, and we're I, find not... it, I find it so, like, that debate... Oh, Sarah, I just... The frustration, I felt like. The debate was... It wasn't even a debate, like... Like... And I... Biden should have known better. Oh, yeah. Like... The whole thing. But, I mean, what do you do with Trump? What do you do with Donald Trump? What do you do with a man who believes his own bullshit so vehemently and has an entire... Well, not an entire country, but half of a country behind him and a million yes men at his disposal. Yeah. And is a megalomaniac. What do you do with that? Um, oh. So other than the world being shit, what you do this week? This week? 
anything. Did you watch anything? Have you been doing anything? Did you read anything? No, I haven't. Did you go home? Are you avoiding our conversation about you abandoning me or are we going to talk about that? I didn't abandon you. Listen. Sarah absolutely abandoned me. And Tell was, the people, the good people. I'm all alone. Tell the five people that listen to this podcast 700 times a day. <laughs> that's what's happening. Yvonne just has it on repeat. No, honestly. It's just her family over and over again. And I think that like Facebook group is just a whole other like just you, It's just Yvonne and Becky with different usernames. You're like, we'll just give them something. <laughs> they need something. Make them, make them believe they're yeah. doing okay. They Come on, just, they need a little just, bit. Of, they need a pick me up. They've like. had a hard year. Um, <laughs> How was your week? Apart from abandoning me, ignoring me. It was absolutely the most intense week I know, of my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. I worked, I think Graham and, Graham and me were sitting and we were, I think it was like 63 or 60 Jesus. odd hours this week. Fucking hell. Um, and it's just, when I say it's a house on fire, it's a house on fire. Like, it is a mess. Is it coming to of, like a culmination now or is it still are you still stuck like or is it still happening I have an understanding so like this is such like people are on the, are like just tell us what you're talking about I can't because it's work related um, I can fi- I figured out what all the issues are right and I've sent them to the relevant departments that need to like rectify them because they're generally tech <coughs> related okay. but they're tech related that are compounded by the fact that we're brand new and so everybody in my business is brand new and therefore using tech that doesn't work yeah. and also have like really low knowledge levels because they're brand new and that's it that's it's like normal. you're all starting from yeah here so like. um it was just and i felt really bad because we did this like phenomenal thing we launched yeah. in a country yeah and it was just like the minute we did it it just was like we were supposed to do it soft we did it soft and that still wasn't like in terms of like my staff were like amazing like they worked yeah every hour god sent and then it just got to a point where i was like and then actually I do have a little rant someone then rang me yesterday from work? yeah right I have worked you know you haven't seen me yeah you've abandoned me um and like Jeff Jeff Bezos did to his wife yeah and um (laughs) (laughs) except she got except she got 75 million what did I get? not billion 750 million million or billion? million yeah what did I get? what did I get? The memories of our great times together. Yeah, I want to tell the rest of your story. <laughs> Hello, Daphne, <laughs> my old friend. What did the person say there, you? Yeah, so then they were like, I haven't slept and I could do it sleeping. And I was like, are you Who said this? serious? Mm. Somebody in your job? Yeah. But they were saying, like, it was like someone in my job that essentially is my manager. Right? But not my manager, but they are a higher level of than me. Dude. And then I was like, sorry. And he was like, oh, and I was like, don't, uh, 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 and don't at me. I lost it. I was like, I have not slept since Wednesday. So don't you dare, like, and, and it's now Saturday and it's also my birthday and I'm sitting on the landing in my parents' house whilst they're trying to give me birthday presents dealing with this nonsense. So don't you dare ring me and tell me that you have not slept. And I was like, ah, motherfucker, you did sleep because you went missing for 12 hours last night. <laughs> like, you cut. <laughs> Um, so I was just like it just bothered me because I'd like I wasn't I was and I wasn't even, <coughs> I never said to anybody oh I haven't slept or anything like that I was like we're just getting through it you're just we'll through powering the through um, to all the people who complain about us eating on the podcast sorry for eating on mic we know it's uh, people have that uh, phobia that I can't think of the name right now uh, yeah Colin was very uh, you he said you were all <laughs> he said you were all lovely uh, that he really appreciated it and we will Colin's a fucking sycophant but so <laughs> 
We won't eat any on the mic anymore. We promise. We're very sorry. But those pancakes were delicious, lads. I would love that rice pudding again. That was so I good. Get that on the way home. Like you don't understand. We had to eat it, but we're sorry, and we won't do it anymore. Wait a minute. I'm looking at the group because we put up a thing this week when... Is this housekeeping? Housekeeping! Do you know if you're really like irritated in work? Yeah. Sometimes if I'm really irritated in do work... You put, do you listen to yourself? Like the, like the fucking... No, no, I was going to say what I do is, is I start in, um, on the warehouse floor when I'm walking, I'd be like, and like really loud and then everybody just go, yeah, I bought it. Well, I haven't bought, I'm going to buy a giant speaker for work. Oh, that's a good idea. Um, so we can have fucking hardcore rage and socially distant. So she just raves. hardcore raves. Um, we got met. So people, you asked me because Keelan said about doing the merch. Yes, Keelan said she would help us. And another lovely girl who is a graphic designer, I believe, said she would help us oh, too. Really? So yeah, I just have to We have no money her. to give any of you yeah, people. Yeah, we literally have no money, lads. Well, we have 12 euro. But we will give you a shout out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whoop, 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 whoop. Hey, Yvonne and Rebecca, who listen to this podcast five times a day, or maybe more. Maybe more. Uh, the shout out would just go to them because we have no audience members. I mean, there was a like, I just asked questions to like, what quotes do you want? And I felt oh. like such an asshole being like, what, what quotes would you like? Because I it know, just had but... this moment of like, I'm asking people about quotes about us. I know, but they, they, the people have said they want the merch. The so. people have said... Um, so the big one, the big winner, people the big wanted, winner. people want to Bocker Bailey merch, and I said, no, I said can't. it to my brother, I said to my mom and dad, and my brother was there, and he was like, fucking Bocker Bailey merch, and I was like, yeah, and he was like, yes, no, he was like, you can't, like, he we can't, like, sorry, he was like, you probably could if you asked him, uh, and I was like, no, I'm not telling mm. him about me calling his ma- nanny a cunt, he'd and murder it, like, it, and then it'd be a full one eighty, he'd murder a full three sixty, um, oh, but someone put like a girl called Hannah Jane BG. Was like uh, Bocker Bailey Fight Club. Okay. Isn't that Whopper? That is, yeah. And in slightly smaller cursive font, the Beekeeper Society. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we can put his name on anything. It's not his name. Um, it is his name. It's what you call him. He's known as that. I know, but that's not. His, it's not like that's on his birth cert. Yeah, I know, but he knows who he is. Uh, this is true. Um, and then, do you keep bees and a Bocker Bailey T-shirt? <laughs> um, do you keep bees? Is a big one. And then someone was like, Colin, Co- Colin, Colin, cut that out. And then someone just put like, and I got six. Get to fuck. <laughs> get to the fuck. Um, and then Ashlyn, our our friend Ashlyn, was like, just simple murder most Irish. Ones. Yeah, we'll have to probably do something like that. Um. But I really like that. Oh, and 84 cunts is a good... Like, yeah, there's yeah, yeah. so many. A lot of them want, like, housekeeping. housekeeping. And then someone's just like, I want them all. Four Fingers Deep was one. <laughs> <laughs> bag of dicks. Bag of dicks. Bag of dicks. Um, gash. I don't think we've ever said gash, have we? We probably have at some point. Um, More than likely. It sounds like something we would say. My sister told her husband what cranking was today and I wanted to crawl <laughs> into a hole and die. Why? Why... Why did it come up? Because he was telling them about the podcast and she was like, do you know what cranking is? And he was like, no. And she was like, do you want to know? And he was like, I don't know if I do. And she told him. Why you were in front of him? No, she just told me yesterday that she told him. And I was like, we've all... <laughs> What did he say? He said, she said he laughed. 
like don't ever tell it no Barry like of all people um, loads of people just want the 84 cunts one but people in America and Canada said that that's deemed as a really harsh word so they don't know if it would go down so well and it seems a really harsh word everywhere but I just think I know but we use Irish it as like an adjective a verb a noun yeah like we you know what that's, I mean? uh, someone said it to me today like I will say are you going to the cunt place I had to go to the cunt shop I like found it work today said to me yeah, she's a fucking whopper cunt isn't she <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah it's like a positive it's like she is um, yeah we have to get working on this Emma oh, one has said Emma the fucking hubris of the man the hubris that's you're so smart <laughs> you're so clever you're so clever um, you have the best words as we, Trump would say are we gonna get we'll get Key, we'll speak to Keelan because she messaged me what did she say she just messaged she's me so more. sweet she was like just message let her know what we want done We're going to, I'm going to see her on Saturday oh yeah 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 and then <laughs> and then um <laughs> She said just she'll she'll work on it for us, no problem at all. But okay. I presume she'll probably just do the design and, and then. And then we'll, we'll just, have to put it on something. Yeah, cause did you see those t-shirts Colin made? Yeah! Aren't they fucking amazing? They are. Like he, that Grey Gardens one is I so cool. He's a very clever bully. But I was thinking if we even got Keelan to just do that and then we can print them and get them started and see what they're like. True, true, but true. just like maybe do one or two and then we'll wash them and see how they because my only fear will be how they wash. This is so boring. Yeah. I'm sorry. This is and then the ghost stories one you want to do next week. We're going to, I'm getting together, because go, you've got a couple of ghost stories. Keelan's got to say she's going to send me some amazing ghost stories. Was know, it Keelan or was it? Um, I know Keelan has some good shit. Yeah, but Keelan, so. Keelan does, but like, and lads, I'm really sorry. <laughs> Sarah's a cynic. Just I am like, a massive, but then I'm a cynic, but I have like one of the oddest things that ever happened to me. I can't explain it. Which one was that? Uh, did I ever tell you about the time in the hotel when I used to work there? Oh, yeah, yeah, you did tell me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, so, I used to, where I got married, which is the Leakslip Garden ho- House Hotel. House, house, Liffey Valley house. Garden House and Hotel. Okay. That's what it is. Liffey Valley House and Gardens. That's what it's called. Which is in Leakslip, yeah. right? Lovely place. Sponsors. It's a manor house. Sponsors. I did close down. Um, For fuck's sake. The Rona, man. They only have like 12 no rooms. Excuse. Um. Well, my mum used to work there. Yeah. Or my aunt Cora used to work there. Right. My cousin Lorraine used to work there. Right. My cousin Brian used to work Jesus there. Jesus Christ. My cousin Joey used to work there and I used to work there. Right. Um, and <coughs> it's a manor house and the manor house is like, Leesip is, it, historically Leesip is very old. Yeah. Like the records date back quite a bit and there's an awful lot of like really good archived history. You can like learn a lot about it. Um, and the other hotel that's connected to the Leaks, the Liffey Valley House and Gardens is the Leakslip Hotel, which is on the Captain's Hill. Yeah. And it's re- that hotel has like a building on the side of it. Okay. Um, that faces right out to Captain's Hill. And there's a really famous painting called, I think like the Boy Soldiers. Okay. It's like an Irish painting and it dates back to like the early 1800s. Yeah. Um, and that building, there's a building in that and that is the Leakslip house hotel oh okay, okay and underneath captain's hill not completely underneath it but from the other side of it there is a tunnel that runs from one side of the hotel to the other two liffey valley house and gardens okay right because the liffey valley house and gardens used to be a manor house there used to be a man that lived there yeah blah, blah, and he used to own the land on the other side and that building and he used to go through that tunnel okay the um they have like i used to call them chalets and they used to give out to me when i worked there they were like they're not fucking chalets but charging like they're just like they're extra rooms but they're outside chalets yeah anyway <laughs> um, and but they originally were stables okay and oh I know yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. and they burnt down okay. at some point and then they built them up but when they burnt down people were killed 
Oh, shit. And also the um, front bedroom. So the bedroom where I had my wedding night um, was obviously the lady and man of the house. It was their room. um, And she had like a mental, she had mental health issues. Okay. And she used to like, she would lock herself in the room for really long periods of time. Like me. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Anyhow, the very top floor of the hotel, there's nothing in it. It used storage and like no one in the hotel would ever go up there. Okay. But I used to go up there because I was like, these are all, this is nonsense. Yeah. This is a nonsense. Yeah. None of this is Oh, is it because they were afraid? Yeah, they were like, shit happens up there. I will go. Anyhow, about like, I worked in the hotel for the longest time and you know me, I, as much as I'm like, as much as I'm like a cynic, there are moments where I'm like, oh, yeah, I think the fear is always going to be there. Yeah. But this day in particular, nothing like that of, of any kind was on my mind. Yeah. I was down in like the chalets that we call it. Me and Lorraine were down there and Lorraine and me were like changing the beds. Yeah. And we used to take it in like essentially sections. So I used to be like, I'll do this room and you do that room. Sure. Because you used to have to keep the cart outside and we both worked off the same cart. Okay. So I went into one room and she went into the other room. My room had a like living room and a bedroom and her room had just like one big bedroom and it was like in the hallway close to me okay and when I was in the room changing the bed to this day hmm. I heard I heard Lorraine call, I was like Lorraine called my name okay so I heard Sarah Jane and I turned around and was like Lorraine and she didn't answer so I just went back to doing what I was doing okay and the only way I could describe it, like I can't it's somewhat ah! like touch the bottom oh, of my neck oh, I would have just quit I would have quit immediately right so I was like huh and I tried because I genuinely again I was like Lorraine like that and she there was no one there. there right so I was like uh, like immediately spooked out right so I went outside and I was like were you calling me and she was coming outside and she was like were you calling me and I was like well I did call her because like it, I thought uh, that happened yeah. and I was like yeah and she was like okay she was like I thought you were outside in the garden because there was someone at the blind and I was like what and she was like there was someone at the blind and she was like and I pulled it up and she was like I thought it was either you trying to scare me or I thought it was the gardener Robbie so I pulled up the blind to like scare you but she was like there was no one there but the full silhouette of someone was there when I when the blind was down and I was like Lorraine you can leave all the shit because I'm gone <laughs> and I literally was like right I'm off now I then just went up to the house and was like ma'am can you go finish that room I never said anything to my mom about like was like oh my god like shat my pants I was like mom can you go finish that room I've got something else to do yeah so mom went down and finished that room and I stayed in the house but then I was upstairs in the room do you remember the room Kevin and Aoife stayed in yeah. on my wedding which you like stepped down into yeah, the bathroom yeah. and I was in the bathroom and again I heard my name being called and no. I was fully certain it was my mother so I was like yeah and when I came out there was nobody there so I was like I'm fucking leaving so then I went back down oh, to reception no. and my mom was like were you calling the room I was in because you could ring through the phones and I was like no and she was like the phone wouldn't stop ringing and I picked it up and I like was like someone was on the end of the phone oh. and she was like but it was coming so I was in like room number seven she's like but it was coming from room number seven and I was like no I was in the bathroom in room number seven she was like oh okay so I was like this is fucking like utterly terrifying that's fucking so scary so terrifying right so then I just like we, me and my mom got the bus home and I was like ma <sighs> and she was like do you know what she was like, Sarah? Me and Cora have been on the stairs and heard people calling her names at the same time. And I was like, Whoo! No. Yeah, and she said the Glad thing. It's in, she said the thing in the blind. Used. To, she said on like multiple occasions. She thought it was Robbie, the gardener, because the gardens were on that side. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he would quite often bang on the window if you were in. Um, but it wasn't. No, she said the amount of times it wasn't. And my auntie Cora used to always say that she thought that. Um, 
there was another lady that worked in the hotel that um she would be in one room and she used to think it was like the other lady ringing the room but she said it never was I'm glad it's closed I said what I said anyway that's my ghost story that's terrifying yeah no it's the only time where I've actually felt like a real no I've never had anything personally happen to me ever but like growing up all our my parents my mother or Anna it's my just sister, like the Irish just to be like ghost stories constantly like it's like non-stop terrifying then good night no yeah there's no, no feet happening in this house tonight Lorraine and um, my two other cousins this like terrifying story about seeing a like moving wiggly figure in a graveyard across the road from their house and then they no. were like and it got closer and then it went away and then it got closer and they were like telling it like and then like they were being dead serious like it wasn't a ghost story it wasn't a ghost story yeah like. it was just what they saw and then they were like alright time for bed no nope. I was like I'll never sleep again I'll be sleeping for 48 hours mother and then my Auntie Mary used to tell us that the toys came alive at night. See, that's no. Don't do that. No. It's like that fucking elf on the shelf. If I was a child and that's, that thing my was going on. My daughter is terrified of elf on the shelf. I would be shitting my yeah. pants. We got elf on the shelf. Because it just sits there. Someone got elf on the shelf for her and she made us put it in the Yeah, r- no, wardrobe. I don't blame her. I don't do elf on the shelf. The wardrobe. Bin. Out. Gone. <laughs> Two seconds. She said she felt, she said if she threw it out, she thought that you'd come back. I watched this, so I saw somebody saying something like the elf on the shelf was the equivalent of the police. And I was like, a fucking <laughs> idiot. It's a dirty rat. He is a dirty rat. Um, but yeah, no, I don't have any personal ghost stories. My mum was telling me stuff yesterday and I was like, I'm not listening to this. <gasps> what was she telling She's telling me, I've heard the story before about my grandmother and my grandmother grew up and the house that she grew up in. And like, I remember I used to be terrified when I was a kid of hearing footsteps on the stairs. And I never knew why I was scared of it when I was really little, if I was someone who heard footsteps on the stairs. And it's because my nanny used to tell my mum that the story, like where they lived, and it was an old, old house. So the steps, footsteps, the steps were in really concrete. Creepy. Like, con- they were concrete. Like they were, it was an old, cold, old house. But she said she used to be in bed at night and everybody would be in bed and she'd just hear footsteps come upstairs and then they'd stop and then the next night it'll happen again and I kept like for years and she said to her mother I can hear footsteps come up to her mother like don't be, don't be mad there's nothing there's nothing and my mother told me that story when I was very young and I just remember every time I was in a house with stairs because we lived in a bungalow so every time I was in a house with stairs yeah. I was just like waiting it's to happening. hear the noise of like yeah but I think as well growing up in the country when you grow up in the country because you live so far away from everything and it's so dark at night when you and hear it's a noise a, you're it's like, like you have this thing in your head where there's there's a possibility that something is always ha- going to happen or always going the banshee stories and stuff like that the like, banshee stories like my yeah. grandmother said she saw the banshee sitting on the wall like so when my grandmother lived my cousins lived right beside me and then there was an old house up the road we used to call Johnny Brady's house it was yeah. like a really old house nobody lived in it but it was so creepy and we used to be terrified like you, I'd put my hand over my eyes and I was crossing like walking past it but my grandmother told us that she saw the banshee sitting on the wall when she was a kid and she was dressed in white with long white hair combing her hair and singing and I was like that was probably just crazy Mary down the road crazy Mary my, crazy Mary um, sitting on the wall my mum's mum so my grandmother but on my mum on my mum's side I don't really remember her because she died. Well, I remember her, but I don't have like really great memories yeah. of her. Um, she used to talk about hearing the banshee. Yeah. Um, out the back, and then she had told a story that my mum, like again, my mum and my auntie Cora told all of us that she found the comb. Oh yeah. Out the back. Yeah. They all say stuff like that. I was like, oh, yeah. The banshee thing is terrifying because I always found it so scary because my mum would say she leads you to water and then she drowns you. 
See, that's not a thing and that was always what was said. Our thing was always that she was letting you know that somebody was going to die. That was our thing. So she was there to let you know that someone was going to die and then it was if you heard her screaming that you were going to die. And like we were always told that she cries from the max and the O's. See, that wasn't a thing in Dublin uh, either. And like but the the death thing was always And all Irish names. Yeah. Like the max and the O's. But like yeah, that was the thing where you heard the banshee crying someone was going to die but my uncles used to do Michael Tommy still say to me that if you follow the noise, she needs you to she water, needs water and drowns you. That's because, do you know what that is? Oh. Women with mental health yes. issues drowning Penning. themselves. Men! Which happened a lot! Bastards! No. no. Um, um, but yeah, like stuff like that. That's so, no, that shit's terrifying. Terrifying. I'm like, I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why parents at the time like I would of, never like, tell Lily a story like that. Lily. Lily would shit her pants. And that's my, like, I was that age when yeah. I was hearing those stories. And I would never in a minute, like I would never tell Fiona a story like that. No. Ever. And my, my mother and aunties would full blown tell us those stories sitting yeah. on the table. It's like entertainment. Yeah. And we'd be in the middle of nowhere with trees all around, not a fucking my street. My grandmother to... used to tell you those stories. And then she'd send you up to bed, right? Oh this my is God. what she would do. And then she had two fur coats. <laughs> and she used to, uh, my grandmother's house had like, it's my sister's house now, has the stairs that goes like that yeah. and then that and then that. And so we'd all go upstairs and like brush our teeth or whatever. Yeah. And while we were brushing our teeth, she'd be saying to my grandma, get the coats, get the coats, get the coats. Too scary. He'd get the coats. She'd put her two feet into the one of the coats <laughs> in the arms. And then the other coat would go over the front and her two hands in it. And then she'd stand in the corner That's of the bedroom. fucking terrifying. And wait for you to get in there in the dark and then all of a sudden come at you. That's wrong. Yeah, no, really wrong. <laughs> um, she used to do it all the time. It's like her, like her father's that that like... do this other thing as well where she has this big statue of the Virgin Mary and sometimes if you were like coming in late at night yeah. she'd turn off all the lights and wait for you. Nope. She'd pull up the blinds or the curtains. <sighs> yeah. She'd put the Virgin Mary in like a little nope. like um, blanket and then she'd like out the window go, like that and I'm like... But religious stuff is also really scary. I terrifies think. me. Like anything to do with kind of... Because one of my scary stories is my mother telling me about a man in our village. I know he's passed away since but uh, how he was walking home from the pub one night and he was walking to his house and it was pitch black dark and he just looked and he saw a huge dog walking beside him and uh, the dog just like followed him to his house and then when the man turned around the dog's eyes just went red and then he was gone and that that story is about the devil that's like about the devil and she was like the devil followed him home and anything to do with the devil when I was a kid my mother used to call him the, ma- the fellow with the cloven hooves. That's what my mother used to call yeah, him. Like. And even now I'm getting famous, like stuff in the back of my neck yeah, because I... Yeah, famous Hellfire story. Yeah, like yeah. the Hellfire stuff because somebody t- uh, messaged me on Instagram the other day and they were like, oh, do the Hellfire stuff. And I was like, oh yeah, that Hellfire stuff is perfect. I have a story about the Hellfire. Then I started reading about the Hellfire oh, and I was yeah. like, oh, shut the laptop. But I have a story about the... Well, you know Darkie Kelly? No. You know that famous Darkie Kelly story? She's like a lady. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. That man that she apparently murdered and her boyfriend, yeah. he was a member of the Hellfire Club. Oh. Um, but anyway, I'm getting off track. When I was a kid, we used to, and still to this day, me and Graham would often go up there. We used to go walking up the Hellfire Club before it was really popular. It's really popular now. It's yeah. like a really popular place to go. I used to go walking there with my dad all the time. And my dad used to tell the Hellfire sto- cl- Club story where like they were playing cards and yeah. then one of them dropped a card and when he looked down the guy had hooves and they were playing cards with the devil, it was the right? devil. But we like we used to go up there all the time, we used to bring the dogs, we'd be constantly up in the Hellfire yeah. Club. That was like where we went on like a Saturday or Sunday. 
and we went up there one but because me and Richie were so familiar with it and because my parents were like proper latchkey parents we'd get out of the car or the van at the bottom of the hill and me and Richie and the dog would just take off yeah and mum and dad would be like sauntering behind yeah, us yeah, yeah, but we'd yeah. be like fully gone. gone they wouldn't be able to see us but they'd be able to hear us and it was back before so the Hellfire Club is all different now has tracks around it back when we used to go the Hellfire Club was just one way and it was up yeah so you had to run like right up the hill yeah um we went up there one year and it was getting close to being October because it was cold and Sheba went our dog ran into the wood and me and Richie were like calling her and as she came out a man appeared with her who had no shoes on he had no shoes on and he looked like me and Richie were like eh yeah we couldn't like he looked unwell Oh. Like he didn't Like he looked deranged Something was wrong yeah, yeah yeah Like he had like He was terrifying He His eyes were like Black <gasps> I think he was probably On something And had Because that used to be The thing as well That you would go up To the Hellfire Club Late at night And like have a rave He was mad over Right so But he was like And he Like that Both me and Richard At the same time Were like Dah! You yeah. know that like Noise yeah, yeah, yeah. of like yeah. Yeah. And then we're like I was like Sheba Sheba Like And Call so her, the dog yeah. came over And the dog Like my dog Sheba was like The <clears> nicest <throat> dog And she was like On her guard She was growling Yeah And so like that My dad kind of like Heard and like Ran kind up of. a bit And he kind of was like Eh hello Like that And like kind of interrupt Because he was like Trying to talk to us And my dad was like Em can I help you And he was like I've been here all night Playing cards Like that And my dad was like Okay fine Fair enough that is um, so weird. And my dad was like, where's your shoes? Because my dad, like, I remember being cold, like me and Richie yeah, were like, yeah. fully wrapped up. And he was like, I don't need shoes. And I was like, eh. And my dad was like, okay, fine. All right, come on, kids, let's go. And my dad, like, my dad, mom was like, come on, we go back down. And my dad being like, the true buyer man he is, he was like, no, I'm not fucking leaving this mountain. <laughs> like, and I was like. <laughs> this is my mountain. Um, and he was like, you need oh. to fuck off. He said to him, and the fellow was like, eh. I can't remember but I just remember being like really terrified of course he was like oh, you need to fuck off like you need to fuck off away from me and my kids like that and I was like I mean no harm I mean no harm and he was like well clearly he was like there's something going on here and you're terrifying and my children and he was like and you're terrifying my kids so like you need to fuck off and I was like Jesus Christ oh, I remember being like dad like um, but yeah like the Hellfire Club it, it's not so much anymore because so many people go there that's it like yeah but like yeah, we yeah. used to go up there and camp and stuff no you're asking you're asking for murder yeah we used to go there all the time in camp. Same with Blessington. Blessington oh, is yeah. utterly terrifying. Yeah, I know. I remember you talking about Blessington before. Blessington is like a lake in Wicklow. Yeah. Yeah. That was a village. Yeah. And they essentially, to build the reservoir, filled it. When the uh, it's particularly low in the summer, mm-hmm. you can see the top of the steeple off the... That's unreal. But it's got like, it's really dangerous and loads of people have died in it because oh, it's got no. like three currents. Like it's re- you're oh. not supposed to swim in it at all. Do people swim in it? Oh, I got taught how to swim in it. Good lord. The fucking man, dad, ear. And the award for best parents of the century. Yeah, brought me out to Blessington Lake. <laughs> and this will tell you how cold it was. Lewis was wearing a full iron jumper in the water. <laughs> like, like, and they were like, I won't let you go, I won't let you go, I won't let you go. And I was like, don't let me go, don't let me go, don't let me go. <laughs> like well like instantly drowned and was like well I'm never going swimming ever again Jesus Christ yeah that's you know that like Kevin Hart joke where he's like learn how to swim now and he fucks him in that's essentially what my but parents did I was only saying to someone the other day I can't remember what it was but like about the fact that how kids are raised now is so, so different. different 
like it's and it's how they're raised now is correct <laughs> like it's not like it's like oh it's you know it's fucking correct yeah don't tell your six-year-old about the banshee yeah what are you doing yeah you're traumatising your child maybe don't let them go outside until 10 o'clock at night by themselves when they're seven Plain like could you imagine that Lily do that now no like when Lily's out in the outside the house I can see you you're just like where is she where is she like and he wants the same with you oh yeah no I can't because you're just panicking because you know all the awful things that can happen yeah you knew all the awful things that could happen in the 80s and they didn't give a fuck no my parents were like go on you grant yeah what are you yeah. crying for Get I outside. remember someone I remember having an interaction with somebody <clears throat> coming home from school that was genuinely a near kidnapping I'd say that there's so many instances um, where, where people a, have nearly a been kid that I was walking home with called Joanne we, were, we left school late or we were hanging around the reservoir not the reservoir the resource centre and um, walked through the back of the church and this guy came up in like a red car and he was like come over come over and help me and, I, and Joanne was like, oh, and I was like, no, John, no. don't. And she was like, no. And he was like, come on over, come on over. And he was like really persistent, but he never got out of the car. Yeah. And I was like, no. And he was like, come over here. And he called us like a name. And I was like, fuck you. <laughs> and then he was like, come here, you little fuck. And then <laughs> <laughs> should be laughing at like, me and Joanne were like running through the back of the church. And it's not, they don't even open anymore, but we ran through the back of the church, which is the church, main churches who come into Ballyferma. And then out by the news agents, which used to be owned by, uh, Des Kelly and went into the news agents and just waited there and I remember he then drove past the shop that's terrifying stuck with Russ and she was like uh, what do we do and it's like back before mobile phones of course and, and that's the thing and I remember like, going home and saying to my mum like this happened this happened and she was like oh no it didn't you're dreaming you're raving that's not what they're all say to me it's you're like, raving you're raving yeah did you cunt you bitch you will bitch you I will. hate you bitch I love Damon <laughs> I like him more than you I didn't ask that before. And my dad'd be like, what happened tonight, say? And he'd be like, Jesus, that's awful. That's shocking. I'd be like, thanks for believing me. <laughs> I'm doing nothing about it. Dad would oh, be here. wrong. Kids of the 80s and the 90s. Yeah. I think it's the thing as well. Kids of the 80s and the 90s were born to parents that were way too young to be having children. Yes. At a time when society was changing so drastically. Yeah. Like people in the 50s when they were having babies if the 50s was like the 50s it was that's what it was but the 80s and 90s that was becoming like there was more drugs there was more alcohol there was more partying there was more and like a 30 year old having like four kids was probably like I, I want to have fun this is really yeah. like I don't want to my wanna... mom was 22 when she had yeah my mom was 24 and she was 16 when she, when she had my sister fuck she was a baby yeah do you know what I mean so like, they, we were being born and then Richie a... was born like three years later and she was pregnant in between me and Richie and she was pregnant before me a couple of times fuck um, your poor mama I know but like she planned me I was a little mistake I would say if my rapper if I had a rapper named me a little mistake little mistake I'm a little name. mistake although my mum was like you weren't a mistake and my mum was 100% did a mistake yeah that was a good line Colin steal <laughs> Colin write a song write anyway a song. shitty parents shitty parents we're going to do a second podcast it's just going to be called shitty parents we should oh my god I love that <laughs> Or we talk shit about our parents. But you're doing second podcast. Our poor sh- parents would be devastated. My, well, my mom said to because ah, last night I was with my parents know. and um, Nikita was saying like, oh my God, the podcast is so good and blah, blah. And I was like, thanks very much. I know. Thanks, we're very good. Thanks, we work thanks. really hard on it. Ah, we do so much work. Um, <laughs> we work so hard so on hard. it. Usually Emma um, messed me on a tour there <laughs> Sunday and I say, I don't have my story ready. I don't have anything to um, And then, um, but yeah, my mom was like, how do I listen to it? And, and Michaela, 
Nikki DeVoe went to my mum oh you shouldn't listen to it I said to her mum at the kitchen table so I was like don't listen Becky said to her often Becky said to her don't listen to it you won't like it thanks Becky you're right she won't and thank you but Yvonne played the cat song for her oh Colin really the cat song and she thought it was hilarious yeah she liked next week's song and I still this week's song I, Colin oh thanks Ivan. for all the birthday messages oh Where's yeah my birthday present Ivan your birthday present is currently with DPD and will be with me tomorrow I got an email today I told you this I texted you this the other day and you fucking ignored me Not you ignored me check your messages right now and see what's in your messages go down <laughs> I texted you and I said, oh no, Vans haven't delivered your thing. So I emailed them and I emailed them. They were like, apologies, we've dispatched it now. I said, hey, calm down, Karen. And I sent you a screenshot of the courier. Uh, so your uh, Vans will be with you tomorrow. So is that all the work? Is that all the stories? <laughs> we're go- I'm going to do a proper uh, collection of ghost stories from people that have been listening next week. Because Keelan has to send me stuff. I know Keelan will have good ones. Keelan always has good ones. Um, but I always find it really difficult to keep a straight face when she tells me. And I'm sorry, Keelan. I'm sorry. Sarah's just a cynic. That time we went to, after you got your legs tattooed. And we were all like really locked. It was like, you had been getting tattooed. Oh, it was locked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we hadn't eaten. And then we just went straight into the whiskey. And, we and then she starts telling me that story about the guy falling off the roof. Yeah. And then there was like a ghost involved. And yeah. I was like, no, Keelan, he just hit his head. <laughs> Keelan like, anyway send your stories you know Keelan said I do like I she's do, gonna whatsapp me her stories I do love the stories they're the best um, so and I think the cynic in me is not more of a cynic it's more that if it's if if it's potentially real then I can't deal with it it's terrifying no that, uh, I like that too I'm always I always say I don't believe in God but I'm still a little bit afraid of him I'm not See, I am. Mm-hmm. But that's because I had a Catholic upbringing. Yeah. You didn't. I didn't. So we still have, we also have that wee bit of Catholic fucking fear in us. Right. Tell your story. Okay. So I'm doing uh, the murder of Justine Valdez, <gasps> which is just uh, a lovely girl messaged me during the week. I won't say her name because I don't want to say her name. But uh, just about regarding like the stories and some warnings and stuff that we need to put them so this one just I'm going to be more specific with like oh I'm, did she ask us to put warnings into just our trigger warnings because I understand listen murder is a thing that's happened and murders <laughs> are terrible and everybody knows that but there are certain things that happened in stories that are quite triggering to people so this story contains sexual assault so if it's not something that you want to listen to tra- most of them do because they're all about women so you know sex, they, men just love to assault them but just in case uh, you want to skip do because I don't obviously want to upset anybody but yeah Nikita asked if we put in like the time that the murder story starts. Nikita, you will listen to us talk <laughs> shit for half an hour before the story. No, because she says that she, I think she doesn't want to listen to the murder story. Nikita, some- you will listen to the murder story <laughs> and us talking shit. Um, this is a, like, I mean, we talk about awful stuff every week, but this story is it's very difficult. pretty And harrowing. do you want to know? Do you want to know? Do you want to know? Where this happened? Yeah. Me, Graham, my mom, my dad, Lily, 15 minutes before she's taken oh, fuck on the same hill it's awful like this is absolutely harrowing it's dreadful and there's no no rhyme or reason there's no rhyme or reason and there's no culmination to the story where anything happens that this girl got just, just, justice there's nothing like it's just it ends and it's just awful and oh anyway okay so I got my information from this from the journal.ie the Irish Times the Irish Independent and from the lovely Reddit 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 are great They're all like online Trying to solve shit But there's a whole thing Around this guy So I I was going to do this case Do you remember Tough titty Um, And I didn't Because it's quite difficult It is It's hard Um, 
But there is a whole theory around this guy. However, the theory isn't true. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that was said afterwards. And I read a lot of stuff on most of it. I was like, no, this is absolutely bullshit. Um, but Becky, um, my sister Becky, did send me some stuff because she, her boyfriend's family knew his family. So she did send me some stuff that I was like, oh, okay. Oh, he's from Paddy Bracken. Yeah. So it's the whole, because he lived in, he grew up, this guy lived in Ballybrack for most of his life and then moved out to... Cherrywood? Ah, uh, yeah. So he, that anyone, people in Ballybrack would know more than the people in yeah, Cherrywood did. Yeah. Okay, so as I said, this is very, very harrowing. So just, if you don't want to listen, it's cool. Uh, so Justine Valdez was born in the Philippines in 1994 to her parents, Tess and Danny Valdez. Uh, they described Justine as a happy, active, kind girl who never got an- up to any mischief when she was a child. So in 2015, Justine moved from the Philippines to Dublin to study at the Institute of Technology in Tala. She was studying accountancy. She spent two years working in Dublin. Then in 2017, she registered in Tala IT to study. Um, Justine was also working part-time as a carer, as a care assistant, sorry. And Justine's parents also moved to Dublin to be close to their only child. So she was an only child. Justine was the only kid they had, which makes this just a million times worse. Oh, it really, really does. Because uh, I thought her parents was, are oh my god beautiful. They're gorgeous. She. Not that this matters because it doesn't matter. People's no. I don't mean like beautiful. I mean they're like just beautiful, beautiful people. people. <clears throat> like but just... she was just a little sweetheart. She's, it's oh, oh. so. Justine's parents said Justine moved to Dublin to find a better life and spent her time working um, or sorry making sure she could also give her parents a better life so she worked you know just a really good kid like Justine and her parents lived in Enniskerry is that what it's called? yeah in County yeah. Wicklow <clears throat> so on Saturday the 19th of May 2018 Justine's parents left for work saying goodbye to their daughter this would be the last time they saw her alive what date? The Saturday the 19th of May how many years ago? Uh, two thousand two years ago. Yeah, it's not crazy. I felt like this was much longer ago, and I don't mm. know why. So much has happened. In my head, I was like, it was four years ago, and I don't know why I thought that. So Justine and her mum were in constant contact during the day, sending a total of sixty-three messages back and forth. So I was just thinking, that's how close she was with her parents. My parents, because text I text me. my mother once a week, and she texts back, GB. And then that's the, the height. GB. GB. God bless. That's the height of the conversation that Do I have with my mother. Mom? Yeah, I text my mum. Just to say hey or whatever. But like she sent 63 messages. It was a Facebook message thingy. Back and forth to her mother like on that day. So that's how close her and her mother and her parents were. Her mum and dad were the same. So at 4.20pm, Justine's mother sent her last message to Justine. She asked her to pick up some bread on the way home. So Justine had an appointment at 2pm. Um, that day in the Garda station in Enniskerry to have her residency permit renew- renewed. Oh my God. It just God. gets worse. I'm worse. I'm worse. She then went to Benjun Gym and then onto a store to pick up the bread her mum had asked her to get. So that was her trajectory. Um, according to the journal ID, a journal.ie, Justine took the 185 bus from Bray at 5.40pm and arrived in Enniskerry Village at 6pm. So she got the bread, went to Enniskerry Village. Justine began to walk the 15 minutes to her family home. Then at 6.10, so 10 minutes later after she got off the bus, a woman driving by in a car uh, with her son, sorry, stated that she saw a young woman on the road being punched in the head by a man who then dragged her into the back of his Jeep. The woman, whose name is Susan Fortsight, said, quote, the quote from the journal.ie, I saw a car stopped on the road with no lights and no blinkers. The door of the boot was open. I heard shouting. This girl was sitting on the edge of the boot looking at me. I saw an Asian face with dark hair. The shouting then turned to screaming. 
I heard a deep male voice shouting ang- angrily. I began to feel like something was wrong. Jesus! At that moment, Susan! Tell you what. So the girl in the boot was Justine. Only five minutes from her home. And he was punching her. He punched her into the back of the head. So she, he got, like, she was walking on the road. He got out of the car, punched her into the back of the head and dragged her into the boot. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I was the one behind in the car, in the car watching this happen, like. And did no one get out? S- nope. Susan called 999 straight away, explaining exactly what she saw. So this guy, another person saw this. So another guy called Gareth Thompson was driving on the N11, leaving Bray at 6.20pm. So this is 10 minutes after he kidnapped Justine. And saw what he thought was a child in the back of a jeep driving in front of them. This is so horrible. And said, quote, this is also from the journal. Um, I noticed a little girl waving. She had both hands up. She had a concerned look. She was sitting at an angle and it didn't look comfortable. Gareth did not call the guardie until 7.22. What? An hour later. I call the guardie about everything. Yeah. I call the guardie about Me too. I'm a fucking yeah, snitch. I, I am shit. Give I, a shit. I call the guards about everything. And then I usually call them and go, Jesus, you're shit, your job, aren't you? I'm going to hide. When you come they around. ask for my name and I'm like Ugh. I always give them my name uh, I give them my name address and phone number and say ring me when you've done your fucking job <laughs> take pictures and send them to me yeah. um, do you want me to do your job bring it there's a fella selling drugs across the road he is injecting heroin right now yeah, and they're like kids sitting outside his like, house uh, what's your name why like, do you need my uh, name where do you live I live across the road from it do something something please for the love of god so cunts anyway the guardian I love them <laughs> Asher, listen. Asher, Asher, look and listen. They're only doing their job. The guardie responded to the 999 call and went to the site that Susan Forsythe had said that she saw Justine being abducted. The guardie only had a partial plate number of 171D. From I remember what car he drove and an, everything. A Nissan SUV or a 4x4. A Nissan Qashqai. When the guardie arrived at the site, they found a shopping bag containing a loaf of bread. Oh my God. <laughs> So at 11.30pm, Justine's parents called the guardie to report their daughter Justine missing. The guardie recognised that the eyewitness, like, the guardie recognised the eyewitnesses' accounts matched the descriptions of Justine and that Justine would have definitely been in this area. So they were like, fuck, it's her. Okay. Uh, the guardie then began to search for Justine, stating the case was a high alert. Upon checking CCTV footage, the guardie were able to recognise uh, the make of the Jeep, Nissan Qashqai, is that how you say it? Yes. Qashqai. And a further detail of the registration plate. Um, okay, so this is what's really bad about this, right? Okay. So this is on Saturday that she was abducted and all this happened. So the guardie went, found the loaf of bread. So then when the parents reported her missing, they were like, oh, fuck, it's her. So they put two and two together. So on the Sunday morning, so this was a Saturday evening, they found the bread. Then on the Sunday morning, the guardie sent out another team out onto the area to do a proper search and they found Justine's phone. So they didn't find it on the Saturday. They only found it on the Sunday morning. So I don't know what the fuck they're on. Anyway. Um, with this information, Gardy were able to find out who the Jeep was registered to. It was registered to a lady named Nick. Nic- sorry. People, some people say Nicola and some people say Nicole. It's weird, but it's, I went with Nicole Hennessy. Well, what's her... Oh, they just spell they it incorrectly? They spell incorrectly. A couple of like different... Sometimes uh, I answer the phone really quickly and work. So I'd be like, hey, Sarah Jane. How can I help or whatever? People go, hey, Carmel. <laughs> and like, it's happened to me loads and of you're times. Like, okay. And I'd just be like, yeah, okay, because then if you ring back, you won't know who you're speaking yeah. to. <laughs> talking to Carmel? Yeah. That's me. Um, so it was registered with a lady named Nicole Hennessy who lived in Bray with her husband and two children. When the guardie asked Nicole if she knew where her husband was, she said she did not know her husband's name was Mark Hennessy. So we're going to talk about this fucking scumbag. I feel sorry for this lady. I my heart is broken for her. 
she did not ask for any of this. No. She had an eighth month old and a two year old. Yeah. It's, I cannot begin to imagine what this poor woman is. And he is. did not show any, no. there's no warning signs. No, this, like, like, there are, in it terms of his behavior started to escalate, but it wasn't to the point where you would go from a drink driving offense to dragging a 23 year old woman into a car, assaulting her and killing her. Yeah. Like, that's a massive leap forward, you know what I mean? But this poor woman, I swear to God. Um, so I said, I don't want to go into too many details about Mark Hennessy because he's honest God, fuck him. Mark Hennessy was a 40-year-old father of two from Bray County Wicklow. He was a builder by trade and was described by neighbours as quiet and a bit of a weirdo, um, but an obliging neighbour. So he See, was, that weirdo thing always comes in when Irish people are asked always about people like, afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing that Irish people say when they, like, they... I always knew he was a weirdo. Do you know who's super honest and doesn't do that? Who? The only person... Now, I know a couple of people that know people that have murdered people. Yeah. All right? There's one person I know that knows somebody and worked with somebody. And he has never gone, do you know what he was weirdo? He he has always gone, I he was a nice guy. I never thought that he would have done yeah. that. But like, that's a real Irish like because in the it is, we, thing. Because we have to be like, oh, we knew. Yeah, we knew. We knew. I knew. I ran the guard seven I months. I said. Seven months before the crime, gave me name and address, said he's going to do something. <laughs> that is the thing, but like, they said he was an obliging neighbour and they said his wife was lovely and that they were like a respected he family. He had like lent tools as well to neighbour. Yeah, like he was super obliging. Like, that's what they were saying. So, Kim B. Allenberg, I want to say, I hope I'm saying her name right, uh, in the independent.ie, gave all this information that Hennessy worked for a construction company, MCR, and before that in Woody's DIY in Sally Noggin. Um, although not known to Gardy in recent years, he did have convictions dating back to his early 20s. He had been found in Stephen's Green with a 100 euro worth of weed on him, which is like, whatever, who cares about that. Um, Drugs! But then he did attack a guy in a pub in the year 2000. Um, there was a customer in him and they had a fight and he headbutted the guy. Jesus. So, but I mean, that's all, I mean... None of that it leads, leads to, this. to this. Do you know what I mean? So in September of 2017, the year before Justine's ab- uh, abduction, Hennessy crashed into another car whilst intoxicated and had been in court the Monday of the same week he abducted Justine. So he just abducted Justine on the Saturday and he's in court on Monday for this crime that he crashed into a guy's car and then ran. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so having gone from being relatively quiet and settled to a spate of drunk driving offences seemed to be an indication of his behaviour becoming like erratic and that's what a psychologist has said he was like people were saying oh this is out of the blue no one saw this coming and the psychologist was like well he was obviously dealing with something because he started drinking a lot and doing drugs all of a sudden and was like crashing his car into people and running away from the crime scenes and he was like and he wasn't doing this previously so this is like mm. slightly erratic behaviour did he not have a drink and drug problem before not to the not to this point like okay. he drank quite a bit and he was actually afraid his girl's wife was going to leave him he was terrified they found the infam- uh, stuff on his computer emails back and forth to other people and he was absolutely terrified she was going to leave him because he had started drinking so heavily in the space of a couple of months okay and she was like I'm fucking sick he of this he was on cocaine as well wasn't yeah, he yeah he was all but that thing he got caught with cannabis 100 euro worth of cannabis in Stevens Green when he was like in his 20s so he always added like a, dab- a dabbling with drugs but people dabble with drugs every day and they don't do this kill people Oh, anyway, uh, according to friends of his, uh, Hennessy had a serious alcohol problem at this point and had been ejected from a pub in Bray over the Maybank holiday weekend. Yeah. So that was like two weeks previous. So this is what Becky sent me because I'd actually never seen this before. Videos of emerged of Hennessy in a pub. What I think is annoying a group of women much younger than him. He's very drunk and he's hanging over the shoulder of one girl and she's kind of like, fuck off. I don't know if you've seen that video. 
Becky sent it to me. I haven't seen that video, but I've seen the video of him in the pub after he did what he did to Justin. That's not true. That's not true. That was okay. a fabrication. People saw this video of him with these girls. That's the video you must have saw. Is there a bunch of girls sitting around and he's no, like the one... hanging over because people were saying that because uh, I, I saw that other one as well and people were like that's he was in the pub afterwards. He wasn't. That was another video for somewhere else. Okay, because there is a the video pub. and he's just very calm and he's outside. No, nope, that's not. But he isn't interacting with anybody. No, but the one in the public. This man's married with two children. He's forty years of age and he's in the pub hanging over a bunch of young girls who were like laughing at him, not with him. Ask him. They're laughing at They're me, laughing Michael. At me, Michael. Uh, according to forensic psychologist Patrick Randall, uh, Hennessy's behaviour the day of the murders indicated, quote, a chaotic and disturbed state of mind and an absence of clear planning. So he was like, he just snapped. He lost it. And, and then, then he snapped. Um, and this does seem to to be um, how Hennessy had been behaving over the previous months. It just seemed to be getting kind of like more and more, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. And then the psychologist was like, this was not, he was like, that girl could have been anybody. That's basically what they were saying. He just wanted to do this. Um, why? Randall went on to say he believed, quote, this was not well planned or orchestrated. There was no regard for the fact that there was so many people around that could see what was happening. And yeah, because it was the middle of the day. The middle of the fucking day. And it was summer. Yeah. And it was bright. Like I remember, and it was sunny. That's it. And we had all gone to Paris Court Waterfall. Like it was a beautiful day. It was fucking six o'clock. It was bright as two o'clock in the and day and where outside. this happened is literally right outside yeah. the like the he was on the motorway yeah. like people were behind but that's the psychologist was saying if this had been orchestrated or planned he would have done this in the dark he would have done this when there was nobody around he would have scoped out areas but it wasn't he just did it um so it's like basically like a frenzy is the only way that they could describe it so on sunday evening the guardy held a press conference giving details of hennessy's jeep this woman's a fuck badass. So a lady named Chris, Christina Connolly, Connolly sorry, saw the, P, uh, the press conference and upon leaving work that evening, she saw a Jeep that matched the description. Connolly immediately called the guardie and she fucking followed the Jeep. Yes! She followed until Hennessy pulled into Cherrywood Industrial Estate. Yes, he did. Christina said, quote, I decided to follow him. He was looking in the rearview rear view mirror the entire time and she fucking followed him. She wasn't afraid. Oh, fuck yeah. Fucking Christina Connolly, badass. The guardie then arrived. She is a badass. you are, Christine Colling, we love you. The guardie then arrived at the industrial estate and confronted Hennessy. Hennessy was waiting in the car and he was armed with a Stanley knife. The guardie asked Hennessy to drop the knife to tell them where Justine was. According to guardie, Hennessy shrugged and lifted the knife. They thought she was in the car. They thought she was in the car. Um, the guardie opened fire and shot Hennessy. So the bullet went in through his shoulder and down into his heart yeah. and he was killed instantly. The guardie then descended upon Hennessy's car in the hopes of finding Justine alive. Instead, they found that the car was empty, so she wasn't there. Because their thought was, well, they thought that because I read her, like, the, you know, the way when a guard uh, shoots somebody or kills somebody, yeah, they, they have, have to, to do it. like a whole thing. Like the guard that killed him, yeah. I read his day and it was absolutely heartbreaking. It's horrible. Like I read um, the the because like as anyone who's Irish knows, our guard don't standardly encounter no, these types of violence like at all they, and they don't standardly they have don't to like carry, shoot anyone. they don't carry guns well it's getting worse now and there are a whole section like, of them that do no but, but they obviously have to have them like yeah. even when they killed that guy in Longford they had to send in the armed yeah. units but like it's not a day to day experience no. they don't draw weapons on um, people like. and I read that he taught so the, he said that he was fidgeting yeah. he said that he just saw the like light hit something Saturday, metal yeah. and he said that he thought that she was, was in, in the, the car. car and he oh. thought that she was he was going to 
and he was like I have a chance to stop that Save from happening and he was like and I shot him in the shoulder because I thought it wouldn't kill him but it went through his the heart the trajectory changed and yeah. it went down into his heart which is incredibly sad because obviously I, this guard he was not going out of his way to kill anybody no, that's God, not what no. was happening here but they obviously they were like oh my god she must be in the car yeah. like, which is a normal thing to think uh, the guardie found a bloodstained piece of paper and the words I'm sorry and Puck's castle written on it Oh. So this then became uh, the focal point for the guardie who now believed this was a sexually motivated abduction and they had little hope of finding Justine alive. The guardie began their search in Rathmichael, which is like an old uh, golf course yeah. down around there. So on the 21st of September, or sorry, 21st of May at 3pm, the guardie found the body of Justine Valdez. She was found in the undergrowth in Puck's Castle, Rathma- uh, Rathdown, and she was only 24 years old. Ugh! Jesus. Fuck me. So a, psych- a psychologist, Linda Mulligan, pathologist, I beg your pardon, Linda Mulligan carried out the autopsy on Justine. The cause of death was asphyxia due to manual strangulation. So he killed her with his hands. There was also evidence of sexual assault on Justine's body. The journal.ie states that coroner Dr. Myra Cullinane described Justine's death as thoroughly shocking. Okay. Just walk me through this. If Murder, like someone in a frenzy, mm-hmm. right? Okay, I, I, I don't like. I can't obviously can comprehend it because I've never been yeah. in that thought process. But I have been so worried about something that I like can't think straight. Yeah, right. So he has this like impending court case. He's drinking. He's taking drugs. Yep. He's not acting normally. Yep. His wife's gonna leave him, and he knows like my wife's gonna leave me. And he's this court case is now even closer, and he knows that it's coming. Yep. and He's gonna lose everything. So I've, I've been I've had moments where I felt that like I can't even think so. yeah it's like, out this of control. Is happening yeah right and but I the sexual assault bit that's what they're saying but they were saying that I'll tell you something in a little while because Becky said it to me and I was like that kind of makes sense um this is gonna sound really blasé he's a man he's a man mm-hmm. most cases that we do of women being murdered Amen. they're raped and then they're murdered. Yeah. Because it's a control and a power thing. And it's like, well, I, I have no control over anything else in my life, but I'm going to do this now. Yeah. And like, just the way the, the, when I, because I was trying to understand myself and they were like, oh, he was out of control. It was a frenzy. And I was like, fuck that. He's just a piece of shit. And then when the psychologist was like, he did this in broad daylight in the middle of Bray with so many people around. Then he hid her body. He did hide her body. Yeah, he threw it into her. But then because he panicked, obviously. And they said that they think he murdered her and strangled her to death because he knew the guards were onto him and he didn't know what to do. So they're thinking it could have potentially just have been a sexual assault. And then it just, he was like, I can't get out of this and strangled her. But who knows? He's dead. We're never going to know. And that's the other side of it. Yeah. You know? What did Becky say? I'll tell you at the okay. end. So in the inquest into Justine's death, the jury returned a verdict of obviously unlawful killing. Hennessy's wife, Nicole, spoke at the inquest, stating that she last saw her husband around 5.25pm on Saturday, May 19th. So this was like 40 minutes before yeah. he murdered Justine. Um, saying he took the car out to buy a bottle of wine. He then told his wife at 6pm he was meeting his cousin for a pint. So this is all just be- 10 minutes before he murdered Justine. He then stopped answering his calls and did not arrive home. At 6.10, he abducted Justine. Hennessy contacted his wife the next morning at 8am to tell her he had slept on the seafront. So she didn't know where he was. He just fucked But he had for- slept on yeah. the seafront. It was stated that Justine was sexually assaulted and murdered within one hour and had died on Saturday. Yeah. When I heard, the first time I heard that, I was like, I can't wrap my head around this. 
Like I just can't, I still can't understand. So he this. left his wife. Yeah. He said, "I'm going to do this. I'm going to go. I'm and going to go meet my friend for a pint." Forty minutes later, he abducted her. He grabbed her and, and then within an hour of those forty minutes, she, she had been assaulted and, and strangled yep. to death, and then her body dumped. Yep. Literally, with it, when you think the time frame so less than two hours is insane. Like that's insane. That makes it makes no sense to me, and I don't understand. Like we'll never understand. We'll never know. So I mean. Everything we say is conjecture at this point because the man's dead and we're never going to know. So the inquest also discovered no link between between sorry Justine and Hennessy. Once again, stating uh, this crime was out of utter frenzy. Now, this part. So they were saying people were like, "There's no link between Justine and Hennessy." Justine had an iPad Mini. Yes. And they still have not found it. Yeah. They don't know where it is. Now the police, the guardian have said that's irrelevant. It's nothing to do with this. But it's not. But it is a part of it that you're like, where the fuck is the iPad? So they found her phone. Yeah. And they found the shopping bag, but her iPad Mini was gone, and it still hasn't been found. Yeah. And so I don't I'd know. I see what else you go into because there is a whole other thing about him. Yeah. That no one knew. Do you want about? to tell this story? No, I don't want to tell my story. No, your story is shit. Do I do this when you tell your story? No, I don't. My stories, you don't know about them because I spend days you, researching. You spend them. a half an hour on the independent <laughs> and put it on your phone. Shut the fuck up. I don't. It's wiki. <laughs> What's the? There's the murder wiki. Murder wiki. Yeah, but they never have any. No, they the always have a line. Yeah, the this Irish person was murdered in March 2004. But that would and that's be really it. handy. <laughs> <laughs> Please murder Wiki, do an Irish one. We could just add all the we ones. We could, yeah. We have them saved. Well, the, the ones lately that we yeah. didn't have a printer. So um, Justine's parents and boyfriend gave heart... I didn't know she had a boyfriend until I read that. Uh, gave heartbreaking statements to the inquest. Justine's boyfriend said, quote... Justine was the most innocent person I've ever met and I will never and I will ever meet and I will never forget her and so Justine's utterly devastated parents said quote so I'm going to read this quote because I just think that they deserve to say what they need to say so they said Justine grew up in a way that every parent wishes for their child in her younger years she was well mannered she finished her undergraduate degree in the Philippines before coming to Ireland she was respectful to others a God-fearing child and yet in such tragic circumstances she's gone too soon too young we will never know what happened. We will never understand how such evil can exist in the world. Our tears will never stop when we think of our beautiful Justine. Our grief will never pass. The love of our beautiful Justine will never fade and we will never ever have peace. Time itself cannot heal the pain we have. Justine was our life and when she was taken away, our world ended. We try to smile, but in our hearts, we are still crying. It's awful. So Justine's family attended a memorial mass uh, which was held for their daughter and issued a statement thanking the community for their outpouring of kindness which is amazing because somebody set up a GoFundMe yeah. and they raised 150000 for the family. Yeah. Which is amazing because in times like this when everything is horrific and awful you know there are kind people that want to do nice things so it's good. Um, they also thanked the Guardi Emergency Services and the Consul for the Philippines. So Mark Hennessy's wife has stated how utterly devastated she is about Justine's death and the complete shock that came with it and I do know that Justine's family and Mark Hennessy's wife spoke yeah and they bit. that's what I mean like her yeah. parents are just just beautiful people so beautiful like how kind and they went and they spoke to her and essentially were like this isn't your fault no like, like and that's the thing she's left the country now anyway yeah. she's gone because how the fuck would you stay how here could you? he couldn't stay here like those two kids an eighth month old and a two year old like bastard and that's the thing it's the people that are left behind with this to deal with this shit like it's just ugh uh, Nicole has two children a two year old and an eight month old 
at the time of the murder. Nicole also learned that Hennessy was terrified she would leave him and take their two children back to their hometown of Wales due to his heavy drinking. She also learned that he was using the dating app Tinder. Yeah. So Nicole and her children left Ireland shortly afterwards. And that's where people are thinking... But like, she had a boyfriend. So I don't know. And I don't want to say this about the girl. But like, people are thinking the iPad mini was linked to his Tinder thing. And I don't... No, listen, people are going to say shit like this all the oh, time. But I don't, be but I don't think people are saying thing, shit for... I think people are saying... Because this is so... Random. It's so random. And it's like when you're trying to figure out why it happened and that control piece... Like, there was... Ton, like, because he... I remember when this all came out and then not when this all came out but when they were looking for him I remember the video because people were over in Cherrywood recording it on their phones because I then I know the car park he was in Yeah, that's why I knew the car I remember seeing like I remember just being like so gripped about this while it was happening Um, and when the guards were looking for him they said to his wife, does he have, like, social media? Does yeah. he have a phone? And she was like, he has a Nokia. Yeah, a he doesn't Nokia. even have a smartphone. But then they found a smartphone. See, that's the thing. Um, And they oh. found that he had... Because she was like, he's no social media, he's nothing. Yeah. But then they found a smartphone and he had Tinder and he had Facebook. And he was... um, And then there was a whole thing because around that time, like, year... About, like, four years previous, there was someone... Assaulting, assaulting women, women. Yeah, and that's in it. and around that area yeah. but they've tested all the DNA and, and it's not his so during a vigil for Justine Filipino Bonnie Mendez urged the crowd to pray for Justine and this is so nice and Mark Hennessy's family Nicole Hennessy two families completely destroyed by one man's selfish heinous act Justine was laid to rest in her hometown in the Philippines in July of 2018 it's so sad it's fucking horrific like just and like Becky sent me this video of him buying the car. Have you seen that video? No. There's a guy who owns a, a car dealership in Bray, I think. And he's doing like a video about like how great the deals are and the cars are. And then the car- camera turns around and Mark Hennessy's standing there because Mark Hennessy just bought that Nissan Qashqai. And he's like, yeah, it's a great car. It's so-. And it's like, that's the car that he put the doctor in. Jesus It's so Christ. ominous. I'll send you the video. She sent me the video the other day. She was like, Emma... Because when it, obviously when it happened, because that's around where Mar- um, her boyfriend's family are. Yeah, she he was like, because he was like, where her fiance, her fiance. No, no, they're engaged. Oh, okay. Oh, they are. Here, Daniel, <laughs> pop the question. <laughs> but like, um, he just said to me, he was like, there's just guards everywhere, and we were like, what the fuck is going on? Like, because you don't. You don't expect this. When I heard this was happening, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, no, and that's the thing. Like, you're just so taken aback. Ireland, it's not... Like, I know we tell a story every week and they're always awful and it's always, like, in Ireland because it's called Murder Most Irish. Unless Colin's telling a story and doesn't follow (laughs) any of the rules. Rules are out the window. Um, But... It's it happened so rarely. It does. Like, do you remember when that dad kidnapped his children? Yes. And... Yeah. Unfortunately... Yeah. Um, but do you remember everybody yeah. was looking for that car like it just became, I remember getting on the motorway really and like, looking for the reg off that car and that's the thing it's like this look bad shit happens but this was just so random and so like what yeah. he did what in the middle of the day mm. and there was people being like I saw it I saw it like and within an hour that girl was dead an hour like that's all it took I just don't understand I, I'm that just can't have been his first time something because it just can't have been like he was saying to me as well about how Daniel had started like two three years previous to this Daniel had start bringing his sister to work in the mornings when it was dark because that guy was going around 
like attacking and, women, but not like like there's rape, and then those women were like unbelievably butchered. Like yeah. this person was like was the next thing was that it was escalating to it's where he would kill somebody. Yeah, murder. Like it was like rape is vicious. Yeah, and of it's course, an assault, it's horrific. But it was like a violent, yeah. violent rape. Yeah. And like, um, but I know he. That's not. It has. It's been shown that it's yeah. No, the so DNA that was collected. Have, it doesn't but link. But whoever did do that has never been caught or just arrested. Out roaming around, or I always Fucking think that guards. I always think that somebody like that, if they stopped doing it, they've probably been arrested for something else. But the link hasn't been made between them having pre. Because well, we don't have sure like it, it's no, against. We have anything. We don't have. You can't draw DNA. You know, from, I, I was thinking an awful thing, and I know this is horrible to say. In some respects, but I was thinking this. Part of me is glad he's dead. Yeah. Because he would have got 14 years and he would have been out. Yes. And that's... Um, I shouldn't wish... Like, really wish death on Trump about an hour ago. <gasps> but, like, there is that part of me that's like... If this man had been caught, he probably would have got 14 years and would have been out in 12 and good behaviour. And would be out walking around. Well, also, his defence would have been... Insanity. Insanity. And I didn't plan it. And look at how random this was. Um, And then he probably would have been put in an institution for a long time and then would have got out. um, So there is that part of me that's like, uh, one part of me wishes he was alive so he could explain what the fuck, why he did this. Because their their family have no answers. They have no answers. Because it's so so hard. It's easy to say, oh, it was a random, crazy attack. But imagine saying that to a family of their only kid. Oh, you just randomly attacked her. Like, what? No, I need answers. I need somebody to explain to me why this has happened. I don't understand why, why my daughter. It's gone. just the whole case. Like, it's just horrific. It's just her. They're all horrific. Um, but you know, the entire time it was happening, I was like, okay, maybe they'll find her. Maybe they'll find her. Oh maybe yeah, like yeah. the entire time I was like, come on, please, 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 find her, find her, find her. Like, and then it just got to the point where I was like, they're not finding that girl. And if they do find her, she's gone. Like, they knew when they went to the car and she wasn't in the car. They knew she was gone. They were like, that girl said. Because where else would she be? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, but I don't know. Anyway, everything is awful and... You did a very good job. Justine Valdez family are wonderful I'm sorry people. for trying to steal your thunder. <laughs> You're not stealing my thunder. I give you a shit. Damn bitch. I thought it was funny. <laughs> I was trying to get out of it. Here, do you want to know something? That's the reason I'm not talking to you and I ignored you all this week. Because I, what I just said to you there. Because you tell me... Preemptively. Tr- because you tell me the truth. <laughs> And I don't need to hear the truth. And I don't need to hear the truth. I need somebody to just make me, lie to me feel good about the decisions I've made in my life that I always are wrong. Do. I always make you feel good about your decisions in your I life. Do. And your shoes will be here tomorrow, I promise. Oh, that's okay. Um, Shitty I, vans. Oh, I went and got a pedicure. Oh, nice. I had to give the woman an extra tenner. What, was it amazing? Were you in heaven? Disgusting. Why? Because I haven't had anybody touch my feet since March and I've been oh. wearing those work boots. <laughs> like... <laughs> like and the other day I did uh, 37,000 steps oh Sarah um and are your feet are your feet sore or are they okay yes killing you sore and then because of the boots they've got like they're calloused on either side of my toes oh did she do the did she do it I was like did it hurt no it didn't oh, hurt God, okay. but I was like honestly I, I was gonna vomit really <laughs> was that bad she cut it all off oh do you know what my new thing in my new videos to watch is? What? People getting ingrown toenails taken, fixed. What's they, wrong with you? I don't know. But if there's even a hint of blood, I'm out. Like, I can't, like sometimes you're doing, I'm like, oh, so I how have do they to take skip. them out? They get these, it's like a scalpel, but it's, it's, it's uh, blunt. So it's not really sharp. And then, say, say the toenail's like ingrown at the corner. So they just put it down. 
they put like the, the instrument down and then flick it and it pulls it out. It's fascinating. I and love watching it. Cut it off. It's not cut like it's just they. It's almost like they break the nail, but it's it's a scalpel, so it doesn't like crack. They just kind of go. We need to put a trigger warning in before this section. Sorry, but I love them. But if there's even a hint of blood, I'm like, oh, I'm out. Yeah. But that's my new thing to watch now. I can't do... I, as I've gotten older... I think I told you this already. What? I used to be good with horror movies and blood yeah, and yeah, gore yeah, yeah. and violence. And then there was... While I was pregnant on Lily, Graham and Kevin watched, like, one of the Saws. I think you told me this before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wasn't... Like, they're not my cup of tea. Um, but I've seen the first one and it didn't, didn't like bother me. Yeah. Seen it in the cinema. Yeah. Um, this and one really bad. I don't know what it was. They were watching it and I was like, I'm going to throw up. Really? I was like, I am going to, like, it was like, it was really bloody. And I was pregnant. So I was like, I just put it down to being pregnant. But ever since you then. Can't watch things? I cannot watch like bloody gory movies. That's and I can't, ever since I had Lily, I can't watch anything to do with like kids being hurt. Oh, I get that. Even in like movies when it's not real. If they're going to like hurt a child. Like our horror movies and stuff. I can't deal with like Like a child being hurt. Oh no. Or kids like crying in movies or anything. Really? Yeah, it upsets me. No, but I get that. It's fucking softy. Yeah. Like when you have a kid, it's different. And I can't (laughs) eat. Completely unrelated. I can't eat a Muller. You know those Muller rice things? Yeah. You know the ones that have the strawberry jam in the bottom of them? Fucking delicious. But you know what it mixes with the rice? Does it look awful for you? The text... Can't do it. Oh, Jesus. I'd be like, no. And did you like them before? Yeah. Fucking Lily. Lily ruined your life. I until I get to the jam so I don't mix them. So you just and then I fuck that in the bin. It's just the like, the blood. Is it the jelly consistency or no, the look? No, it's not the consistency. It's the look. It's the red mixing with that white creamy. You're so specific about things you dislike though. I am really specific. Like, I don't like cabbage and Sarah's like, I don't like when the thing mixes with the thing and it makes that very specific noise yeah, in my brain. I don't, I don't like wet cardboard. Yeah, you hate wet cardboard. Oh, it makes my like, yeah. skin crawl. I don't like wet paper. Yeah. Um, you don't like a lot of things. You're very sensory. Yeah, they're really sensory, sensory um, like related. Yeah. So I don't like, and I don't like, um, you know, when kids put those like fake tattoos on because it involves wet paper. I can't, it like. Oh, I um, get you, I get you, I get you, I get you. I can't pick up cigarettes. I couldn't. Oh, I can't even, I can't even pick up a box, box of cigarettes. No, no. I can't do it. It makes my skin It makes crawl. Yeah. I can't do it. Um. Oh, no. The wet cardboard one is really no, but I get that. Do I, I do, I do. Oh my god, absolutely! I totally get wet cardboard. Like Annie used to hate even on the ground. Annie used to hate that. Um, <laughs> if I had to write on an envelope with a marker or like oh, a piece, of, she fucking freaked out. So I used to just go into the corner and do it because it really upset her. This is like these people that don't want to hear us eat. We gotta understand. Yeah, I suppose. Sorry, people that had to listen to us going blah, 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 for like. Half an hour. Yeah, true. But I'm telling you something. My sister, worth it. my sister can't listen to people eat. Your sister also. Do you know your sister also have another one? Were you telling me before your sister had one before? No, maybe toenails. What about toenails? She doesn't like. You can't touch her with your feet. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> Next time we see her, whenever we'd share a bed, she'd be like, "Don't touch me don't with your toes." But people do have like things that. There's a girl I know called Kim, and she can't stand feet to the point where she like <sighs> can't stand her own feet. She puts socks on. Really? And she, like, won't wear like open toe shoes and she puts socks on with like she can't like stand feet to that point. There's people that can't stand pe- feet and there's people that like feet a little bit too a much. A lot. And this is going to segue into our OnlyFans count. <laughs> I was telling somebody at work today because they were talking about their daughter having like to buy shoes. Something came up about like foot size. Yeah. And I said um, 
I was a size 8 when I was like 12 or 13. Yeah. And now I'm a size 6. Yeah. Is that normal? No. Nothing about you is normal though, Sarah. Like some I people are like a size 8. I remember I used to buy like a size 8 like, and I used to play basketball so I used to have to buy like a size 8 basketball shoe. Your little trunk. And then now I'm a size 6 and then he said to me it's because you had monkey feet and your mum and dad just were binding them while you were asleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got you six and a half in the shoes. Is that yeah, okay? that's fine. Okay. Yeah. Um, the shoes that I got you for your birthday because I did get you a birthday, birthday present. And you bought me a birthday present on my birthday. Give me my birthday and you bought me a birthday present that's on my, my birthday. That's my favourite. Fucking makes that, me laugh. Who's that? Tyler the Creator? Tyler the Creator, yeah. Um, Give me my birthday and you bought me a birthday present on my birthday. Psh. Psh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I did get you a present so I'm not a terrible friend. Ha- do you know what this is? Do you know the way I don't like my birthday? Yeah, I hate my birthday too. Um, I just don't know how to react on it. Yeah, I'm the same. I don't know what to do. I wake up every year on my birthday and go, I don't want to do anything. I'm like, I, I just, just want, want to stay here. To be over now. And I don't want anybody to like make me open shit in front of them. And the worst. But like, God love Graham because he can never grow it right because I don't want to do any of those things. But then oh. the next day, when you don't get them, I'm immediately like, yeah. why didn't you get you me You didn't this? do all the things that I didn't want you to do. You didn't do all <laughs> the things that I didn't tell you that I wanted yeah. you to do. And I you can't was win, like, Sarah. really angry at you. And no, <laughs> I don't want pancakes in bed. Um, he, he did yeah. well this year though he, no, he did. I got so many nice things Leslie got me like a beautiful bouquet of flowers Leslie and Finn when did you see Leslie? Um, it, they got delivered to my house mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah yeah. I haven't seen that girl uh-huh. in a long time here you know my drone yeah uh, broke <laughs> what? <laughs> how? dad let my five year old use it and as a five-year-old would, She's five. she flew directly into a tree. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Can you get it fixed? And I don't. Dad, like, I felt like, it, like, it costs a lot of money. It costs yeah, 500 course, euro. Yeah, And, um, I ha- I got to use it for all of 22 minutes. Oh, Sarah. Um, and then Lily got so upset that I couldn't lose it. Because it's not her fault. Hold on. Lily got upset when I went into the tree. Yeah, she oh. got so upset because it, like, inst- when it fell on when the ground. When it fell, yeah. But I wasn't there when it happened because I wouldn't have let her, like... Use it, fucking yeah. thing, yeah. Um, And so I came out after it had happened. Yeah. And, like, I could see that, like, Lily was like, I didn't... Like, she was... And I was like, it's fine. It's yeah, just yeah, a yeah. thing. Don't yeah, worry don't about worry. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in my head, I was like, if she wasn't here, I, could give you I would... Footage. Bounce! <laughs> This off the side of your fucking head, <laughs> you tick fuck. <laughs> but it literally was like just like everything that my dad is. Because yeah, my dad, five year old, he's a drum. My dad just is like he's just like you're my me. Like he's not oh, like gosh. so. And there's not, and it's like he's like oh, but she wanted to use it. He'd be fixing. He'd be paying for that to be fucking fixed. I'm telling you that. He took a home, with him, but like he was watching videos on how to fix that, and I was like, just leave it. And then he, like he did because I rang him. Then he rang me. When I like when he got home, he face he FaceTimed me, yeah. and I was in bed working, and he was like, "Uh, hey, I just I'm on uh, the internet, um, looking how to fix." <laughs> I just went to him. I'm really busy at work, and I don't have time for this. Yeah. So I'm not even thinking about the drone. Yeah. I was like, so it's, it's fine, whatever. Like whatever. And then the next day we went down because it was my birthday the next day, and. Graham and him were like looking through like a Harvey Norman uh, catalog. And there was like a like fifteen hundred pound drone, and Graham just went being Graham and not like reading her. And Graham just went, "It's a good thing she didn't buy that one, isn't it?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sarah, that's your present. 
listen, I'll get it fixed or I'll fucking hot glue the thing back together. I don't know. Kids are shit. Yeah. But I couldn't even, like, it wasn't her fault. And I so know. I couldn't lose it with her. It's like, it no, was his fault. But he because shouldn't have she, given it to her. She was so upset, I couldn't be like, Nah, but I was saying because I texted I text Finn and was like my drone's dead and he was like hell and then I said it to him and I was like I was so angry and I had to just swallow it all hurry <laughs> it down I, I was sitting in the kitchen drinking tea just oh, being like they were like seething. and Graham was like because uh, my dad was trying to fix it and trying to like make it better and Graham was like that's broke oh, Graham Graham <laughs> he read like, the room he was like a whole bit of that is gone <laughs> Oh, well, I'm sorry about your drone. Uh, but you'll have sorry. your shoes tomorrow, I promise. Yeah, thanks. Um, anyway, good job. You did a good job in this week's story. Everything's sad. Colin's song. <laughs> <laughs> Relates uh, to my... Here, someone else on the um, thingy said that they had shit in a bag. <gasps> Two shitters in a bag. Yeah. Good, you're not alone in the world. <laughs> I've never shat in about anything other than a toilet. Have you ever shat in anything other than a toilet? You have to have shat in a field. I've never shot in a field. Never. Never pooped in a field. Ever. I've peed in a field. I've only ever pooped in a toilet. I've never in my life shot in a field. Do you never go camping? No. I won't go camping. Have you met me? As a kid, but we no. have no choice. I won't go camping now, but we used to have to go as kids. No. Um, I didn't have any money. <laughs> We didn't have any money either. We afford fucking tents. It would have been like, here's a blanket and some sticks. Just say how bad our camp, like how good and how bad our camping was. How bad we were at camping, because camping's supposed to be like you live in the wilderness. Yeah. We used to go camping and my mom used to bring like a full gas cooker in the back of the van. Your mom's a smart woman. <laughs> She's dead fucking right. And that's what she should have done. Like a full, I had an oven and a, <laughs> like an Caroline. oven. And, wonderful stuff. Um, a grill and four ring, two rings. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. But would you shit in the fields when you were camping? We used to have, dad used to bring like a bucket and it would be like off up. Shitting in a bucket? You'd have, like you have to go, you gotta go. I can shit anywhere, but... You can. You can poop anywhere. You're not afraid of the pooping. I'm not. Like, Graham has, can only <coughs> shit in our house. Yeah, like, there are certain people that don't like... But, like, I'm work. I shit in work in the water. People are odd about shit. Graham Sorry to everybody that goes into the bathroom after me and I'm like, just smell that in there, shopping. <laughs> it was absolutely mean, just FYI. But someone bought, bought poopery for the, our bathroom and work. Oh, really? And I'm fully convinced it's because of my shits. But, like, it's really nice and it does mask it, like, immediately. You can't Doesn't smell Yvonne shit. have poopery? She does have poopery, yeah. Yvonne has everything. Okay, I'm going to go eat some food off mic. Okay. Bye, everybody. Have a lovely week. Wear a mask. Thanks for listening. Ah, Jesus, Graham, I need to chase. Hand me the scat bag. I'm the scat bag. Sing me in your booty when you gotta go. Just gotta go. Sing me in your booty when you gotta go. I know you need to Just gotta go. Stick me in your booty when you gotta go. And I'm here to tell you. Just gotta go. I got Sing me in your booty when you gotta go. Cause I'm the scat bag. So check out my message to you If you're in a public place And you don't have the space So you're in a real hurry And you need to poo There's an nightly solution That doesn't cause pollution And it's gonna be a surefire hit Sarah Jane always carries one Emma's gonna marry one No pun intended I'm the shit I'm the scat bag Who's the scat bag? I'm the scat bag Be a plump up buddy poo 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 Be a plump up buddy poo
in control. And I know what you know. I'll be here when you need me. I am your one white Charlie, baby. And I'm 100% biodegradable. I'm the scat bag.